When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. Waiting for that week three number to come out today for March. The winter book will be out in two weeks, and no one in the history of this station, not Don Imus, not Bob Grant, none of these guys, ever came close to what we're about to do here. Got a 7-6 for January, a 7-5 for February, 7-5 the first two weeks of March, so week three is about to come out. And uh, we're going to win big. You don't get those numbers talking politics, Republican politics in New York City. But we do because we do a great show, right? We've got sports guys on, entertainers on, pop culture folks. I'm in TV. I'm in movies. Do all that stuff. And I learned from the best, Don Imus. And uh, Imus, of course, was hired in New York by a guy named Jeff Smullian. This guy is a genius. Because of him, Imus became a star in New York. Mike and the Mad Dog became stars in New York. A guy named David Letterman became a star. Emmis Broadcasting. Jeff Smullyan's been on with us once before. There's a new book out, in fact. You should go read it. Never Ride a Roller Coaster Upside Down, The Ups, Downs, and Reinvention of an Entrepreneur. So about two months ago, I get invited by the lovely John and Margot Katzmatidis to this annual dinner. I go every year at the uh, Plaza Hotel. For the national broadcast, I don't, know, I don't, I don't know the name of the dinner. I, I, I've been texting Tim McCarthy and Scott Herman. I forget the name of the dinner, but they honored Leslie Visser two years ago, Pete from Fox this year, and Smolian made a speech this year that was so damn good. It was like, um, I don't know, four score and twenty years ago, Abe Lincoln, not good. So here he is. The man who started Sports Talk Radio, a real genius and a super guy, my friend Jeff Smolian. Good morning, Jeff. How are you, pal? I'm good, Sid. You're the best. You say nicer things about me than any of my three kids. I <laughs> yeah. know that. You are the second consecutive guest. Lou Rafino, who I know you know, Jeff, he ran the board for IMIS for 30 years, right. just got nauseous because I literally just hung up with Eric Trump, and he ended the conversation by saying, Sid, you're the greatest. And now Smolian says, Sid, you're the best. And the guys on my show, Jeff, they hate it when important people like you say that type of stuff. Well, <laughs> tell your guys I'm not that important, though. It's okay. 
Yes, you are. I mean, come on. This book, which I read, again, Never Ride a Roller Coaster Upside Down, The Ups, Downs, and Reinvention of an Entrepreneur. I mean, it is amazing what you've accomplished. You know, starting with Letterman, I don't know you know this or not, but when you hired David Letterman, radio stations in India in 1973, do you know how ironic this is? Today happens to be David Letterman's birthday. I am well aware of that because David and I are five days apart. David, David and I were born in 1947. That shows you how old we are. Yeah. Uh, and I was born on April 6th. And I, well, I, if I could count, it would be better. We're six days apart. <laughs> right, six. Yeah. You're the sixth. He's the 12th. My dear friends, Joe Tacopina and Pete Rose are the 14th. And me, my 56th birthday coming up Wednesday, April 19th. We're all Aries. How about that? Exactly right. We are leaders of something. <laughs> I don't know what. So Letterman has this great run, and he does the the over you know the overnight the uh, yeah, I guess the overnight late night show. And he was my favorite. I, I liked him much more than Jay Leno. I'm too young to really go on about Johnny Carson. And right. then I, I watched a bunch of his Netflix stuff. A lot of it was controversial, but I thought it was great. What, what is he doing these days? You know, David is doing the Netflix stuff, and he does a few other things. But David just likes being retired kind of happy yeah yeah why wouldn't he be happy he made like 500 million dollars so so let me ask you this uh sports talk radio wasn't around yet right right and here we are in new york and you know listen cities like chicago new york philadelphia they love their sports and we happen to have two teams of every sport here in hockey we've got three if you include the devils so you're sitting around saying yourself wait a second there's an opportunity there how did this come about this idea well i had it I, i'm a usc grad um the proud member of the big 10 now um and i was not paying attention in a class a thousand years ago and i always thought about it It was the back of my mind when we bought the double day stations if you remember the double days owned the mets they carried the mets on whn um and i said look you know it'll be our first am radio station and i brought it up to my guys they thought it was a really stupid idea um, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, by the way, every words. every amazing and great idea starts off by somebody thinking it's a stupid idea, including my wife, when she yeah. said yes on June 25th of 1992. The world <laughs> is changed by lunatics, Sid. It is always changed by lunatics. So nobody wanted to do it. It got voted down. My, some of my guys came in and said, you know what? We, we still think it's stupid, but we owe you one. Let's do it. Uh, it was called Smolian's Folly for a long time. Um, Jim Lampley called it the Vietnam War of Emmas. Um, <laughs> first year it was a disaster. We had you talk about Don Imus. Mike Lynn was Don's agent, and when we bought the NBC stations a year later, you know we were going to put WFAN on on the better frequency at 660. And I met with, with with Mike Lynn, and we were debating whether to bring Imus along. And I said, let me see. We got a radio station that's losing record amounts of money. We got a baseball team in the Mets that had record amounts of drug problems, and we got a morning guy in Imus who's been in and out of rehab. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Right. Oh, by the way, what could possibly not go right? Uh, with all that said, talking to a guy who's also a recovering addict, but uh, it ended up being a genius move uh, on your part. Now, that's the same Mike Lynn from New Line Cinema, yes? Absolutely right. Yeah, okay. Yes. Um, and yes. Mike... You know, Mike and I had worked together because Robert W. Morgan was uh, was uh, his, his client as well in Los Angeles. So um, it just all came together. Yeah. And then, of course, so you've got Imus. Yeah. That was the key. Anybody you talk to who had any success 
or length of stay at WFN. I had success, but not a very long length of stay. Um, they will tell you that as great as Mike and Chris were, and I still love those guys, are on this show quite a bit, especially Russo. And as the Mets had the great 86, 88 years, that I miss was really the reason why the station enjoyed all that success. I mean, Francesa and Russo are the first to say that. Yeah, and I would totally agree. When Don came on, he hit his stride. Uh, it, it exposed the station to a whole new group of people. Francesca and Russo then came together, and the whole thing just worked. And I have a, I have a favorite saying, the line between being a genius and an idiot is very fine. Uh, in the book, I have a chapter called Idiot to Genius, which is WFAN. And then the next chapter is called Genius to Idiot, My Ownership of the Seattle Mariners. And if you live long enough, Sid, you know, you'll be on both sides of that line. Well, I think I'm both. I actually think I'm a genius and an idiot, to, to your point. But we'll get to the Mariners stuff, too. That's very, very funny. But I do want to give Mike and Chris uh, their deserved credit, too, while we're talking about Imus being the guy. The truth is that between Imus and the Mets at night, you need that strong afternoon drive show. Back then, now it's different with the new meters, but back then it was mornings and afternoons. And certainly for the better part of 30 years, Mike and the Mad Dog, as good as any station ever had. Yeah, I think if you look at the history of sports talk, those guys really were the, were the catalyst for the growth of the format. They, they defined what the format could be. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GoboLaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident. Now, the story about the Mariners, you uh, own that club from uh, 89 to 92. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe during that time, young guys in that organization included Ken Griffey Jr., Alex Rodriguez, Randy Johnson, maybe Edgar Martinez, Jay Buhner. I mean, there was some great talent there. And, of course, they had those epic battles with the Yankees. They beat them up to 95. Then Torrey took off, and the Yankees kept winning. But what went wrong for you in Seattle? What happened? Well, we just didn't have enough money. We, and by the way, we had everybody but A-Rod. Our group drafted A-Rod right when we left. But we just, you know, we couldn't afford it. It was pre-revenue sharing days. It was a time when the radio business kind of went to hell. Um, and we couldn't afford to lose $15 million. I got in trouble. I said, look, to own the Mariners in a pre-revenue sharing day, you needed to be a billionaire. But to own the Yankees or the Dodgers, if you had a paper route, you could be okay. <laughs> That's but true. We, and we got a collusion payment. And so we just, we just couldn't afford it. Yeah. You know, I just got a text from uh, Tim McCarthy. You probably don't know this, but when they started ESPN Radio here in New York, I was actually one of the first guys they interviewed to do the afternoon show. And McCarthy and I have been really good friends for a long time. In fact, there was one point where they came dangerously close to hiring me to do the one-to-three slot. And then eventually replacing Michael K to go up against Francesa many years ago. But there was somebody at ESPN who didn't want, want to do it because Miami's history, blah, blah, blah. But McCarthy and I are uh, great buddies, yeah. and he loves you. And he said, look, uh, Smulin is on the board, of course, of the Golden Mike Award Broadcasters Foundation. I talked about your speech at the top of our conversation. So yeah. he loves you. And, and, I, and I do have to say that I've seen a lot of those speeches over the years, Jeff. And yours this year was, was the best and funniest I've ever seen. Thank you. Thank you. Well, 
it, it, and I, I meant to mention, it is the Golden, Golden Mike Award. It's the highest award of the Broadcasters Foundation. Um, I was fortunate enough to have gotten that award many years ago. Um, and, you know, I, I love McCarthy. Um, he, you know, he, he, uh, he, he does a wonderful job. Great guy. When you look at the landscape of radio now, you know, I often do this, and I think I learned this, Jeff, because uh, I'm kind of an old soul when it comes to radio. Look, I learned from Imus and Howard Stern and those types of guys, and they always had a history of basically killing everybody else. <laughs> you know, they weren't nice. It wasn't like, oh, that guy's great, that guy's great. It's like, please, give me a break. And I kind of operate the same way. But in my heart of hearts, I really do believe that the talent is just not the same. It's not what it was. And maybe it's because you got nine radio stations doing sports in every city. Every young kid goes to a, a, you know, a community college or a, or a Connecticut school of broadcasting and is on the radio three weeks later. I just yeah. don't feel like some of us are still around. But for the most part, I don't think the talent is the same. Is that me getting old or any credence to that? Well, I think the problem is the industry is so fragmented. You know, when I grew up, listen, I grew up, I'm older than you said, when I grew up, you, you, you had five or six radio stations in town, and everybody listened to them. Now there's, you know, 10,000 podcasts and 80 <laughs> streaming services and uh, a lot of different channels. And I think the other problem is consolidation has made the industry tougher. I think you, you guys have done a great job. John runs an independent station. Um, but when you've got, you know, seven or eight radio stations in a market and you've got 40 people overseeing all of them, you're just not going to get the attention they should get. That's that's a much longer discussion about uh, you got to read the book to understand all of the right, things that Right, right. That, that is in the book, yes. Uh, it's, and it's a fascinating part of the book. But, you know, at least the FAN guy, Chris Olivero, believe it or not, Jeff, yeah. he was my intern. He Back in 2000, I got my first gig in New York. It was the morning show. At 1027 WNEW. And at the time, that station was doing great. They had Opie and Anthony kicking ass in the afternoons. They had the radio chick, Ron and Fez, Don and Mike. So I get to New York in 2000, and a kid comes in who spends half the week interning for Gary Delabate and Howard Stern, and the other half for me. And his name is Chris Olivero. And he says to me, one day walking down Kings Highway in Brooklyn, he was 18 years old. He goes, one day, Sid, I'm going to run this network. Well, how about that, Jeff? Yeah, and Chris is a very talented guy, uh, and he's and he's running a lot of things now. Yeah, yes, he's guy. doing a whole bunch of stuff there. Yeah, and of course uh, it's always great to see Dan Mason too, and uh, and yeah. all those guys. I mean, over the years, the one thing that at least here in New York, I can't speak on behalf of all your stations around the country, Jeff, is that the people who ran it, even guys like Mark Chernoff, you had yeah. some great people in New York running these stations. And I think the people who love this business, uh, you know, I've been fortunate. I've always said I've, I'm only as good as all the people that have worked with me, and I've worked with some great people. And it's a wonderful industry, and uh, uh, I miss I miss that because we're getting out of it now. But the people in the industry are wonderful. What do you mean you're getting out of it now? Well, we, you know, we've sold. We only got two more radio stations left. Oh. I that uh, you would buy one of them in New York for me, um, and then no, seriously. No, no, but, no, no, but on a serious note, I was going to ask you to put me on an FM station in New York. <laughs> well, I, I told John, go buy it, John. It's, you know, because yeah, we're we're getting at it. We had two more stations in New York left, and then we have a, a dynamic pricing business and sound masking. We're on the verge of a couple more investments, and we're having a lot of fun. I love the business more than anybody, but it was time for us to do something else. In I like this kid, uh, Jason Barrett, too. I don't know him all that well. But I like him because he writes nice stories about me, unlike the Daily News and the New York Post. So I know they have an award named after you they give out at the Barrett Sports Media Summit. What is that all about? 
Well, you know, Jason called me five years ago, and he said, we want to give the annual award named in your honor. And I said, Jason, I'm thrilled that it's in my honor, not in my memory. Um, <laughs> so, so every year I go to his convention. Oh, this year I happen to be uh, in Los Angeles at USC, and I present the award. This year I presented it um, 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 to um, – oh, oh, my God, I'm, I'm losing my mind. Um, uh, but anyway, I presented it to Trog Keller last year. Okay. Um, and uh, – um, my God, Julie uh, from uh, Julie Tabbitt. My God, Julie Tabbitt. Yes. Yeah, I, I gave it to Julie this year, and uh, who's been a dear friend. And uh, you know, it's. It, it, I'm very proud of the award. I'm pr- like I said, I'm proud every year I go back and present it. Because if I go back, if I don't go back and, and present it one year, it means I ain't hearing. <laughs> oh, God forbid, please. The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. All right, one more. Uh, I was very close with my father. I lost him a couple of summers ago, and my life has not been the same, I have to say. So I I love the fact that you actually put together the first father-son combo ever when you had both Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken Griffey Sr. in Seattle. I I love that. But when you look back, Jeff, at this amazing career, this amazing life, you you sell those last two stations in New York and you're out of the business. I know it's going to be hard to do this because you've had so many great moments. Best moment for Jeff Smullyan. Best one. Most Proud. Well, it's always the birth of your kids, Sid. Um, but but having said that, I'm sitting here. I, I kept very little baseball memorabilia, but there's a picture from spring training. When I was a kid, I was a Willie Mays fan. Hmm. Uh, and I've got a picture with Ken Jr. and his dad, Ken Sr. and me and Willie Mays. Uh, having them you know, play the f- first and only father and son who ever played together in the major leagues. And then some of the great successes we've had when WFAN took off, when Power 106 took off. Just the... Just, I think, just the experiences, the friendship. Uh, so it, it's all been, you know, mm. it, listen, it has been a roller coaster ride upside down, <laughs> but it's also been an incredibly, incredibly fun life. Wow. I tell you, I just uh, flew back from uh, England. My daughter goes to college in Wales, so we spent two days in Wales and two days in London with Ava. And yeah. uh, on the plane back, they, they had a documentary on Willie Mays. And uh, right up until the time he played for the 1973 Mets, which a lot of people found so so depressing. But, um, man, folks didn't realize what 1957 was like here in New York, you know? Crazy yeah, time. And I know that. And uh, and I know that, you know, Mays played in Candlestick all those years before they fenced it in. And so sometimes he was hitting into 30-mile-an-hour wins. I've always said if Mays played in a normal stadium, he would have hit 900 home runs. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I still yeah. think to this day he's the greatest ball player of all time. But uh, anyway, you are, you're a genius. You're great. You were tremendous at the Golden Mike Awards dinner. Your book, once again, Never Ride a Roller Coaster, a roller coaster Upside Down, The Ups, Downs, and Reinvention of an Entrepreneur is a great book. You're just a terrific guy, Jeff. So congratulations. Let's talk again very soon. Sid, it is mutual. I, I, I really enjoy doing this with you. Well, hey. thank you. Thank you. There he is, folks, from MS Broadcasting. Jeff Smooley, and go buy that book. It's a great read. I promise you'll love it.
If you had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.